episode number 24 of the Wake and Take back actually after almost a month, but it's cool. We're still on the airwaves. We're not dead. Mm-hmm. Just balancing. It's a balancing act. Do you ever see uh, uh, Valley Uprising, sweet documentary about rock climbers? That's kind of what we are, just traversing life. But we're still getting we're still getting in the podcast, so you know yeah. you can't complain. We're still at least we're we're staying somewhat consistent. Yeah, uh, consist consistently uh, every other week, every three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get a, once we get a job, once we get our jobs and everything set, we'll be fine. Getting Don't into worry, routines, we'll be fine. But what do we have on the docket today, Kellen? Uh, well, first, uh, I think we're gonna talk some some Ezekiel Elliott suspension business. Uh, that's uh-huh. a thing that happened. Yeah, NFL's got better investigators than uh, the the law, I guess. Mm. But we'll get into that. Uh, NFL's back. We're fine. We're we're getting it. We're, we we got the the first little the first little tickle there of of uh, of NFL action. Uh, as Bears fan, probably the most exciting game of the year, but we'll get into that too. <laughs> exactly. And then um, Bryce Harper barely avoids a knee injury. Um, is the MLB to blame? We'll see. Slippery bases. Mm-hmm. A topic? We'll Let's see. hit it. <laughs> Welcome to the Wake and Take, back at you for the 24th episode mm-hmm. of um, of our little endeavor into what we call the sports podcasting world. Uh, the Kobe Bryant of episodes. Oh. Yeah, we did Ooh. LeBron, we said LeBron James slash Michael Jordan one last, last week. Okay, so now we got Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Kobe Bryant, post, post allegations, the, the GOAT. Post-allegation, Kobe. 60-point <laughs> in one game, Kobe, in his final game, Kobe. Uh-huh, yeah, exactly. Awesome, so let's dive right in. Um, NFL's back. Uh-huh, hell yeah. Oorah, baby. Huge. I am so excited. The Lions whipping out their brand-new uniforms. This is going to be sick. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Life um, of a Lions fan, man. Hell yeah. You see those uniforms? There you oh. They look better than they did last. Their team, they look better. They don't play better, but they look better than they did last year. I don't know. I thought they played pretty good <laughs> in preseason week number one. Did they win? Yeah, they beat the Colts 24-10. to 10. Hell yeah. Screw the Colts. Nobody likes the Colts anymore. Yeah, losers. Exactly. I agree. Who's, uh, they're looking good, though, aren't they? You, where do you pretty predict them finishing in the NFC this year? Um... In the NFC total or NFC first, North? the first first preseason game, super early predictions. Will the Lions win the Super Bowl? Yes, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be a clean sweep. Super Bowl goes through Detroit. Exactly. Yeah, twenty four to ten, Lions over Colts. Jake Rudock had two passes to Kenny Galladay, two touchdown passes. So that's going to be the the future dynamic duo. It's going to be better than Eli and OBJ. 
Oh yeah, but so that's the that's the all time duo we're working with right now is Eli and OBJ. That's what we that's the that's the comparison you got to go by. That should be our mock draft this week. What dynamic duos? Okay, I'll do that. That'll Any be sport. our mock draft. Uh huh. Any anything ever? Just any dynamic duo that has ever been. Okay, cool. That works uh-huh. for me. So yeah, and then uh, the Bears showed off their dynamic duo in uh, Ms. Trubisky and Shaheen, that tight end. I think he caught two passes. Does They're he have one Babe name? Gronk. His one name is Shaheen. No, his last name Shaheen. I can't. He's a white guy. He was a, he played D three and set like a bunch of D three records. He's just a massive white dude. They call him Baby Gronk. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like what uh, Bulls fans are doing with the Markinen guy we drafted. How we're calling him Baby Dirk. Uh, oh, yeah. it, the, the the comparisons don't really make sense because he's about the same size as Gronk. But you know what? Uh, I'm just gonna keep saying it because you know what? He's gonna end up producing just not if it more is Gronk because you know what happens when a baby turns to an adult? They're they're better. They're, you know they're they're the full grown adult. They learn all his life lessons, and he's just baby Gronk now. That he's gonna be full grown Gronk, and Gronk himself is probably going to only ever be teenager, adolescent Gronk because he always laughs at 69 jokes. So <laughs> when Shaheen turns into adult Gronk, he's going to be even better than Gronk now. And we have empirical evidence that adults are better than babies. It's a known fact. Uh-huh. And teenagers for that fact. Mm. Uh-huh. And then and then he got Mr. Bisky. Uh, the Bears fans blew their load on him this week. That oh, was, my God. They, it was all over. They couldn't wait for – the, the, our third-string quarterback to come in and do work against third-string, uh, basically a practice squad. Mr. Trubisky lit up a practice squad, and us as Bears fans, uh, that's our future. It's our future. It's, it's, you just basically saw six Super Bowls roll out right onto the right onto the field, <laughs> and uh, I saw our entire future laid out for us. Ordered my Mr. Trubisky jersey already. I'm full on the bandwagon. Did my you take- actually get the jersey? <laughs> no, my, bu- my buddy did actually, though. That's He's hysterical. Uh, ready to take him first round uh, in all of our fantasy drafts, so I'm 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 locked and loaded. Not if I get him first. Damn. What would you this, do? I don't know. Probably sell the farm to get him. I'd okay. have to make you an offer you couldn't refuse. Tell you those two. I'd I'd uh, draft those two guys on the lines that you just said. Okay, that's fine. And then we have our, then we have ourselves a real uh, a real uh, a, a stare down, a standoff, if you will. Mm-hmm. That sounds fair that, to me. That's what uh, Mr. Trubisky is, is going to scare the crap out of me because as fun as that first game was, and it was the first game of the preseason that the Bears fans couldn't, like, I was all in on. Like, that's the only that's the only Bears game of the season I'm probably going to be all in on because Mike Glennon's going to be the starting quarterback week one no matter what we do. I don't know. I'd like to see – I want to see Mr. Trubisky go at least against – a first string defense by the time preseason's over. I mean, I know you got to give Glennon the reps and everything, but Bears fans got really excited about a guy playing against the third string defense, which I really like that he showed. Like he showed, he showed. Uh, my my trigger word this week is poise. He showed mm-hmm. he showed great poise this week. You know, my trigger word this week is potential. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he showed a lot of poise and potential. The two P's. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's what I that's what that's the two things I was looking for and. He showed a lot of it. I don't know how to specifically quantify poise and potential, but he could not have been more poised or have more potential than he did in that half of a game he played. I think I those guess. two. I think poise and potential are are also available on a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. You can have poise without potential, mm-hmm. but and you can have potential without poise. Yeah, but you always but 
there's no better combination than having poise and potential. If you could only have one, which one would you rather have? Ooh. Ah, potential's nice, but it's always nice to have poise. But if you only have poise and no potential, then you've capped out. But if you have no poise, who's, your, who would, who's to know if you'll never fully reach your potential, you know? Exactly. It's like... You know, for the for he's got the potential. It's Johnny Manziel. I I feel like he would have turned out to be a great quarterback if he would have kept his attitude in check. But Philip Rivers has a lot of poise and not that much potential anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, those eight kids keep him in check. Mm-hmm. They yeah, they stifle a lot of potential. He's got potential for a lot more kids, but that potential for more kids always also harkens your poise because you have a, ch- a cheaper by the dozen on your hands. Yeah, Steve sure. Mark. Exactly. So poise. It's more immediate. At least I'll have poise, you know? Yeah. Then you're like and you are like Johnny Manziel in limbo and you're just you're only in a world of potential. Might be making a comeback as a football coach. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just doesn't know how to do anything else but football. So that's what he's just gonna have to just try to stick around football his entire life. There's no I want what did he major in, in school? He didn't go all four years. God damn it. He's gonna have nothing to do. He's just gonna be I can't wait till he's a high school football coach for his life. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, we'll keep a we'll keep a lookout. Um, all right. Watch. So moving down to the the dirty south, Ezekiel Elliott suspended six games for domestic violence, and it's really a seven game suspension because uh, the Cowboys have week seven as their bye week. Oh, hmm. he's gonna be fresh. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah, so I guess the NFL has better investigators than the law, than the actual law itself. Hmm, it's the- totally unlike the NFL to find somebody guilty and punish them for for something they have no evidence of actually happening. It's really unlike the NFL. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Goodell's kind of really gone off the chain with that. Uh huh. I, you know I, I used I to trust him it before, but I may, I may say it right now, Goodell. A little power hungry. Yeah, just just a little. I don't know where he got this all of a sudden, but like I'm, I mean, it's it's barely the start of the 2017 season, and we've just seen a sign of Goodell that we've never seen before. It's outrageous. He's been, he's been nothing but fair and just to every other one of the teams in the NFL, and for him to find a problem with Ezekiel Elliott off of almost no evidence. Uh, it's not like he destroyed evidence or anything, you know, he just, he, he was there, he did his own thing and, uh, they just found him guilty. Very unlike the NFL. I wonder if they, I wonder if this will be upheld. Maybe it'll go to court. Maybe they'll try to take it to the Supreme court. Yeah. I might submit a formal complaint to commission. Ooh, that's a good idea. Should go we do to it? NFL.com and submit, submit a formal complaint on the behalf of, of the wake and take. Okay. Let's hey. do it. Hey, not cool guys. All right. Not so cool. if. If you're one of our loyal listeners, email us at staywokesports at gmail.com. Um, you can help us um, write a formal complaint to the NFL and commish. Be the change. Take a stand against Roger Goodell. For You only get one chance in this world, Roger, and you just blew it right there by, by calling out Ezekiel. I mean, what did he do? You know what we should punish, do? Punish the, punish the real cheaters of the NFL like Tom Brady. Punish them for, you know, you – you learn from Deflategate, you need to have the facts first. And they, that's why they found all the facts in Deflategate, and that's why I got dis- suspended. There's no facts here. You know what we should do? Yeah. We should set up a GoFundMe, and then with 
all of our fundraising that we've earned, we can fly out to the NFL offices and pick it outside. Mm-hmm. Let's just pick it the same day that they're picketing Colin Kaepernick's the, uh, because they're picketing outside of NFL headquarters. Let's just set up ours for the same day for Ezekiel Elliott's suspension. Okay, that's fair. And, we'll get a, and then we'll get a GoFundMe for Ezekiel Elliott because he's going to be not be getting paid. So whatever his salary is, we got to pay him back because, you know, he's, he's getting wrongfully terminated right here. Yeah, that's just not fair. So we'll go and fly out and you know what we do? We'll refuse to stand. We'll t- we'll take a knee in front of NFL headquarters and refuse to stand up until Ezekiel Elliott is back and playing in the NFL. Or we could sit like Michael Bennett did, and everybody was like, "Oh, that good for him." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either or, just taking a single knee or sitting, just abstaining from participating in the wrongdoing in the NFL. Yeah, I I like that idea. So. Um, either send us an email and you can help us write a formal complaint or just give us money and we'll fly to New York, I believe it is. Uh-huh, yeah, New York. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe you throw in a little more GoFundMe and we'll catch a Broadway show. Yeah, why not? I haven't seen Hamilton yet. Yeah, oh, exactly. Just, I'll just throw a couple more. We'll, like, we'll give those, like, if you throw, like, $10, we'll, 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 we'll take you on a tour of our offices. If you said it's like fifteen dollars, you could come on the show, uh, and if then if you just pay all of it, then you can just own us. Yeah, yeah, you can you can <laughs> buy us, and we'll do whatever you say. <laughs> and then also, you could get a stay woke entertainment of the musical Hamlet. So that sounds pretty neat. Yeah, we can stay exactly. We'll we'll have a whole episode dedicated to our takes on Hamilton and what we believe in believe of it. And we'll sing. We'll sing it. Mm-hmm. We'll write a script and we'll sing it. Exactly. I. Agree. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I love great. it. Awesome. So, um, did you see the OBJ one-handed catch today? Oh, in Giants practice. Yeah, where he jumps over and then grabs the ball, like forward over top and pulls it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went like he went behind the guy and grabbed him. He, that was such a camp catch. He. I felt like he could have grabbed the crap out of that with two hands. He oh just, yeah, he just reached over it. He won. He just knew that that was because today is the first day for a lot of camps of people being let in, right? Yes. He knew. He knew. He knew the kids were coming out. He knew all those OBJ OBJ jerseys on all those all those toothless shining faces of those little kids are going to be out there. You know what he put? He decided to put on a show. You know, I I liked it. It was what a good sweet. Guy. It was, yeah, he makes one-handed catches look so stupid. It's like the thing they show before every like national Giants game where he's rocking the like three times normal size Beats headphones where he's just making one-handed catches from like a jugs machine turned on to like 11 and he's just getting <laughs> just, just footballs just fired at his face and just making one-handed catches. I You know those like grip tests you used to do in like PE class? You ever do that? Uh, jeez, I can't remember any of that crap. And Pete, you used to you used to get like there was the pacer was one of them. There was like a push up thing, and then there was like a little grip test. I'd like to see just how strong OBJ's actual grip is, because that's gotta be insane. Well, you know what I would like to know. I I'd like to put you know a baseball umpire in there, maybe have a little check for pine tar on those gloves. Oh yeah, dude. NFL gloves even nowadays are just glue. They have glue on the They're gloves. They're so sticky. Uh-huh, and he and guys like OBJ 
or like at any point in the game can just if he feels they're not sticky in the slightest, he could just have a trainer run and just grab him a new pair of gloves. Yeah, because they have that much which, money. <laughs> yeah, which is he, he he probably goes he probably goes through if he has if he's having like a 10, 12 reception game, I bet he goes through a couple pairs, maybe one or two. I don't know how fast they run out. Never played a down of football in my life, but you know what? I felt him in the sporting stores. <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> just going up to the gloves, I'm like, oh wow, these these would be pretty easy to catch a football with. I'm just gonna buy a pair just cause. Uh-huh, and I'm just going to try to climb my wall in my house. I'm just going to see if these things can stick to the side of the wall. Never drop your phone again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wear the receiver's gloves and it'll never drop your phone again. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe – yeah. Someone said uh, – yeah, I was going to say, when do we get sick of these OBJ catches? But these – I will never get sick of these these Odell Beckham catches. Yeah, they're pretty spectacular. It's always, it's always something that's – gonna be like stupid as hell that like that stuff that's i'll get sick of the obj catches when i just get sick of football and stuff like that i'm done all right nice you know? so cool yeah i agree all right uh moving on we're gonna um just a quick little blurb justin thomas won the pga championship yesterday on monday uh sunday oh my god what am i doing um so he and jordan spieth went back to back and they're all buds and um their butt slaps and fun was had. Is he a part of? Is he part of like the Instagram crew with Ricky Fowler and them? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Those guys so, are sweet. So it's 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 Spieth, uh, Thomas Fowler, and isn't there one more? Um, Justin Johnson hangs out with them some of the time, but I know he's not like one of the young guys because they're all like twenty four and five. All right. I think Justin – no, not – wait, what, Justin Johnson's like about 30. Yeah, but, and he's, and he's yeah, married to Paulina, no, yeah. so. Yeah, and he's married to Paul. Yeah, he can't hang out with the boys on the – but I think they're all in relationships because that was one of the funny pictures that always used to go around. Yeah, from the Ryder Cup. That, <laughs> no, Rick, yeah, Ricky was the guy who's never in a relationship, so he'd always just be in the middle of all of them kissing, just doing that stuff. Just doing like palms but, up like, oh, <laughs> who would have thought? Could, uh, yeah, I know. I love it. It's one of the coolest times to be in golf, dude. Like, make golf fun. Like, the Ryder Cup, I wish every event was that rowdy and that fun. Oh, that was so nuts. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these are the guys that really promote that type of, like, that rah-rah culture and that, like, just cheering in between big putts. And then, like, I want to – I need to see – I need to see a putter flip, like a bat flip. I uh-huh. need – like Ricky Fowler, just if he sees it going in, just to send his putter into the stands. Exactly. It's it like when Spieth, Spieth chipped in to win a tournament um, earlier, earlier this year. Earlier in the year, I know you're talking his, about. He yeah. chucked his club. Yeah, and then he goes in the, and he like chest bumped his uh, his caddy in the air. Yeah, that was wild. They're, they make, as opposed to when it was like Tiger and everybody was all stuffy and like, it was play the game the right way and stuff. At least these guys are actually like having fun with it. It makes it just way more entertaining. And these, and like they're products of like the social media age too. So you could follow these guys on Instagram and it's just like, they give you unparalleled access to it. They don't care. And it's just the most fun golf has some of the cooler athletes and some of the cooler, younger athletes in a sport right now. Yeah. It's without a doubt turning into one of the more, um, entertaining, um, 
facets, you know, like uh-huh. NBA and the NFL, all of it's just a whole bunch of drama and it's like a reality show, but golf, it's just like, they're mm-hmm. having fun out there. They really don't yeah, give a shit, like, which is just great. It's like, we're like, yeah, we're like the NBA's, I feel like the NBA is kind of struggling with the changing of the guard at this moment. Yeah. They're really, the LeBron is, is, until LeBron truly retires and stuff, and they have to find like a new face of the NBA, they're going to struggle for a while. They do a really good job at promoting their stars, the NBA, but I feel like a lot of the time it's all like they're all like media popular and stuff like that. I liken it to more to like baseball where it's just genuine fun. And baseball's got a lot of those young, really fun guys coming up. Like the home run derby was so cool this so year. Cool. Yeah. And I liken it like to that. So it's sweet. It's a really cool, really cool point to be at in golf. I'm all in on golf. I'm gonna drop I'm gonna drop that right now. I'm I'm all in on golf right now. I am too. It's it's great, and and you know what? Maybe you should pick up a club, start swinging. We could have uh, wake and take golf outings. Hmm. Uh huh. Just on the uh, we just we go on the I play eighteen. We'll just bring out like a Zoom recorder and just <laughs> record as we go along. That sounds like a blast. Just a four hour podcast. Uh huh. Just heaven on earth. Just, <laughs> just go eighteen with the wake and take boys. I love it, dude. And we can. We'll we'll save it for a couple months from now when we blow up, and then we can get Justin and I, we're already first bait name, but Justin and Ricky and uh, my boy my boy Jordan. You know, we're all first name basis now. Yeah, that so. sounds that sounds tight. Yeah, I've got their phone numbers. <laughs> Sweet, absolutely. So moving on, uh, Lavar Ball embarrassed himself once again by losing in a four point contest to Ice Cube. Um, LeVar made one, Ice Cube made two. And mm-hmm. I got to say, even though Ice Cube, he, he made more, uh, he looked even more unathletic than LeVar Ball did, and he still made more. He, it's because LeVar Ball's big. LeVar Ball's a big guy. He, LeVar Ball airballed like five of his like seven tries. Yeah, lo, you, air- mean, you mean LeVar Ball? <laughs> LeVar, yeah. Uh, he, he airballed. He like most of his shots and Ice Cube. Like if you look at the if you look at the like replays and stuff, he's getting rim. Like Ice Cube knows how to shoot a basketball, as opposed to Levar Ball, who probably shot, who probably taught his son that like dumbass shot that he does, where he like cocks it on the other side of his head. He like he looks like he's just chucking the ball up in the air. He has no rhyme or reason to to shoot. It's an atrocious basketball form from somebody who doesn't really know what a good basketball form looks like for the most part, but knows what an atrocious basketball form looks like. Cause he, he's not even aiming the basketball. No, he's not. He looks like a guy who's, he looks like a high school kid chucking up a three quarter court shot with like five seconds left. Mm-hmm. It's there's no, there's no aim hand. There's no regular hand. It's like, that's just all push. She's just pushing the ball into the air, hoping that it lands where the hoop is. And, the, and so, I don't know. That funny part was um, when Ice Cube made his second one, it was, like, right when LeVar made his first one, and they both went in at, like, the same time. Mm-hmm. And so LeVar thought, oh, no, 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 no. Ice Cube's went in, but LeVar's didn't. But LeVar thought his went in. And so at the end of the contest, LeVar's all jumping around. He's like, yeah, I won that shit, but I didn't really because I'm an idiot. <laughs> He's, uh... I can't wait till his son starts playing basketball so he just shuts the hell up. He's going to be put to the wayside so much by media. Everybody's already so stick or so sick of his shtick. If you're getting invited 
by the three-on-three tournament to, like, do that halftime stuff, like, you're really struggling, like, because you were, you were just on, like, first take at all this stuff a couple of weeks ago. If you're just making your rounds at the three-on-three tournament and trying to yuck it up, because, like, three-on-three tournament's been struggling with their ratings. They've been, they have to, one of the coaches is Charles Oakley, and he's playing in a game because, like, they can't get any viewers because all their big names have gone down. Yeah, it, it's it sucks. Like that, it was such it's such a cool idea coming right out of it. And I think the first couple weeks, like the ratings were through the roof, and everybody was raving about it. But I haven't seen like anything on Twitter since like the mm-hmm. first couple weeks. Yeah, I know. It's because like the games are tape delayed and stuff, and they just it's like and they don't they don't air them to the next day. And then, like I said, a lot of the main veterans they had got injured. Allen Iverson, they had that debacle with Allen Iverson where he didn't even show up. Right. And Allen Iverson only plays like four minutes a game. Like I don't know, he just he's. If it'd be really cool if they could get like if they made it like the and one tour or something like that, and just started giving these dudes like crazy nicknames and just allowed them to do stupid silly dribble moves and just like chuck up alley oops and all this stuff. They need more no name guys to like, as opposed to trying to push these old NBA stars or these old like NBA has-beens that are actually trying and like to look good. You know, yeah, and like maybe it could be like, be like an extension of the G League or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That's an even better idea. It's just like you promote, like it's all a bunch of has-beens trying to show that they could like technically still play basketball and trying to roll like run pick and rolls and stuff. I want to see more like off the heezies where you just like throw the basketball off the guy's head and you just do that stuff. Like I like God, I just I was literally watching the old Am One mixtape tour DVD I have the other day and. It's just electric stuff. It's, yeah. It's so, like, go ahead. No, go, you can go. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Um, so one last uh, sporting topic before we get into our Game of Thrones Stay Woke Entertainment. Uh, the Nature Boy Ric Flair is in the hospital with some heart issues. Oh, no. T's and P's. Yeah. Who would have known after 30-plus years of intense cocaine abuse that your heart would t- start to go out? Oh, he did cocaine? Ooh, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he was a wrestler in the 80s. Watch, like, any one of his promos are, like, in the ring. He's just, like, d- drenched all the time. He's just, like, always just, like, losing his mind. They're great promos. It's some of, like, the best sports entertainment you can see, but it's, like, it's what happens. I mean, just that's what all those wrestlers did back then. It's, it's like, uh, you ever see Seven Days in Hell? Oh, yeah. When uh, like uh, what uh, it's like uh, who's the magician in it? It's David Copperfield. He's like this is before cocaine was even illegal. They're like cocaine's always been illegal, D- David. And I feel like that's <laughs> what like wrestlers in the '80s truly felt about it. They just did it nonstop. And I don't know when he makes wrestling appearances now. Like he like looks rough and stuff. Like he's. You, like, look at him and Hulk Hogan, and he's, like, 67, I think, and Hulk Hogan's, like, 63, and they both look ancient. Yeah, they look old as hell. Have you seen that um, other HBO mockumentary where it was uh, Tour de Pharmacy? Oh, yeah. The one's awesome. The I one with Lance, Lance Armstrong. Uh-huh, with the, and, and John Cena, his yeah. Gustav. Dude, Andy Samberg can make a, a documentary on anything, and I'll watch it. Yeah. But, dude, yeah, thoughts and prayers to Ric Flair. Uh yeah like unbelievable i know his daughter is in the wwe right now so i probably i don't know he's a big member of the wwe family so 
Yeah, so wild. T's and P's, uh, he's been a face of the, the sport for a long time. So He's got the 30 for 30 coming out, too. Yeah, do you think ESPN had something, uh, they, they know something we don't? Are they killing Ric Flair? Hmm. It's like it's like when Michael Jackson was going to have that new album put out, and that new tour, and the music industry killed Michael Jackson. Yeah. Hmm. It's almost, it could, could it, I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to say that on the airwaves because when it does happen, we'll probably be the first ones to be blacklisted. But if Ric Flair dies and you see this thirty for thirty come out, I mean, I'm not saying that ESPN had to do anything with Ric Flair's death, but it, it's worth asking: Did ESPN have anything to do with with, with Ric Flair's death? Yeah, like we're not saying <laughs> we're not saying they did, but we're not saying they didn't either. Hmm. I'm not gonna say it, but I'm gonna ask it. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. You know, maybe maybe um, um, you know, one of those things you just ask to yourself and you keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. Did you want to do a mock draft of dynamic duos? Yeah, let's do that real quick, and then we'll move into Stable Entertainment. All right. Did you have any you wanted to go with? Did you have any felt inclined? Um, n- no, but I can start. Go for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the first one is uh, Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta have a dog in a dynamic duo. And <laughs> so um that's pretty much enough said right there. That's really ah oh, crap. So you got a dog. Mm-hmm. Um all right, I'll take I'll take mine. I'll go on the rest I'll go on the wrestling spectrum. Or I'll take Degeneration X. Do you Triple Ooh. H, Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. Yeah. They would, do, like, they would do the suck it motion where you like cross your arms and you just and you just fly that pelvis out. You would do that in like third and fourth grade, and I had no idea what I was doing, and I just get screamed at by my mother to stop doing it. But I would just be like, <laughs> suck it. Degeneration X. Bad boys bad boys wrestling. Suck it. You want to know something that. really funny? Is I just did a workout. It's one of those TV workouts, and one of the moves was was that. <laughs> just to just to do the double degeneration X suck it hell it yeah like, it was like the spongebob pelvic thrust uh-huh it's all like uh yeah <laughs> exactly you can imagine my fat ass sitting in front of a tv <laughs> doing pelvic thrusts so hell yeah degeneration x is up there i'll do my uh, oh god i want to have a good i want to have a good uh duo crap i wanted to do a sp- i want to do a sports one but i don't want to do a sports one fuck that you know I mean, what? Sport. It's already sports entertainment. Um. I'll do. I'll do. The Blues Brothers. Oh, that's pretty cool. So Jake and Elwood Blue. Uh, R.I.P. to John Belushi. So if you haven't seen the Blues Brothers, see it because it is a rock opera of awesome music. And you know they get out of Chicago Cook County Jail. And they're on a mission from God to get their band back together and put on a show. And I don't know if you can't relate to that, then uh, I don't. I don't think I can relate to you, to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean that's that's some pretty incredible stuff. Sometimes you're just on a mission from God. You know, you get out of jail and you just gotta go. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. Jake and Elwood Blue, give me the Blues Brothers. All right, sounds good. Um, you- I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a limb here and say uh, Tom Hanks and Wilson from Castaway. <laughs> Um, Tom Hanks and Wilson. Yeah, I, for, I forget Tom Hanks's character's name, but um, yeah. Anyway, he and Wilson. Tom were, Hanks. He plays Tom Hanks in all his movies. So yeah, Tom Hanks uh, and Wilson. Um, you know, Wilson was really a good, 
um, emotional partner in Tom mm -hmm. Hanks's um, little adventure. Good um, listener. Yeah, great yeah. listener. Great listener. He never really, he never really, he never really forced his opinion on anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, he never really, he never really wanted you to think that he was pushing you in any particular direction. He just wanted what was best for you. Right, and and as as someone who's a friend of somebody who's emotionally distraught, you know, you have to listen and you have to be polite and. Mm -hmm and quiet and respectful and Wilson was all of those things and he was a great companion sometimes you best the best thing you can be is just there you know just mm -hmm. be there awesome and you know what respect it to Wilson you know yeah that's good yeah. stuff mm-hmm I'll take uh all right I'll do my last one all right that we can get. uh I'll do Spongebob and Patrick you had oh me thinking man about how could I forget you had me thinking. You said you had me thinking about SpongeBob. What he was doing, his little pelvic thrusts. Oh, so I had oh. to take SpongeBob and Pat. Uh, the best of friends. The best of friends. Live, live. Every friendship should strive to be like SpongeBob's and Patrick's. You know, just relentlessly optimistic, just wanting the best out of one another. You know, sticking with each other through thick and thin. You know. Mm -hmm. Patrick lives under a rock. And SpongeBob has this this nice, elegant pineapple house, but SpongeBob doesn't judge Patrick for that at all. You know, you know. Sometimes you just gotta live under a rock. Yeah, that's just that's that's his homie right there. So you yeah, know what, bros. SpongeBob and Patrick, hell yeah, all day, every day. All right. Uh, so my final one is going to be um, C3PO and R2D2. Oh man, I was thinking of a uh, Star Wars one too. That I'm surprised. C-3PO and R2-D2, the only ones to appear in every Star Wars movie. So exactly. That's, that's why they're bros. I was going to say Han and Chewie. Yeah, that was that was another one I was considering, but I was going to go with the robots. Or the droids, yeah. excuse me. The droids. The droids. Yeah, the droids. The droids. I, I yeah, fucked up on, there. Man. I'm sorry. I fucked up. But, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, great, great guys. Because, you know, C-3PO just acts like R2-D2 is just a total jackass. But, you know, in reality, they need each other. And that's mm -hmm. that's what makes a dynamic duo. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. the, the, another great group of friends. I think that's that's just the overall uh, theme of this. Is just you know what you know what makes for a good duo, good friendship, and good, good communication. Friendship. Uh huh. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So, go. Sorry. Go ahead. Let's do a little Thrones. Yeah, let's do it. Stay woke Entertainment presents Game of Thrones. Holy crap, we missed a lot of episodes. No, I think we only missed three. Two, uh, three, including this one. So two weeks of episodes. But yeah, yeah. Because we, I had a, I had the prediction that whatever was gonna come to visit Danny was something else. That ended up being the Red Woman, woman, and that's why I remember. But um, not a lot of, not a lot of, what did the big plot? The big plot thing was happened was Danny unleashed those dragons, oh, which was that dope. was so wild. It was incredibly dope. Not a lot of not a lot of plot stuff actually like really happened though. I mean, there, you got the dragon glass stuff. You know, John's gonna need that. He's mining the crap out of that. I never imagined his relationship with Danny was gonna be anything less than like an easy road because they've always been they're 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 they're, they're friends now. You, you know, he took him to the caves. He showed him the caveman drawing, so they're cool. Yeah, I saw um, that. I saw that look they gave each other in um, oh, yeah. this week's they're episode. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna bang. Yeah, it's gonna happen. They're going to bang sooner rather than later. Uh, hopefully, or I don't know by the end of, I don't know if by the end of the season, because John just went north of the wall 
with one of the most badass crews of dudes. That is incredible. And do you see the teaser for next week's episode? Uh huh. Yeah, it's gonna be unbelievable. That's what I'm saying. Talking Thrones this week, there's not a lot of predictions to make because I think, well, someone, someone big is gonna die. Yeah. You I think it's, it's gonna be Jorah? I think it's gonna be Jorah. I don't think it's gonna be the Hound or Gendry. That was a guy we just found. Yeah. Jorah, Jorah is at the top of my most likely to die list. Because yes. like they, he totally would do that. He's back in Daenerys' life, and he like he was the first one who offered to. Like go up there, like, yeah. They're be- definitely gonna find John something Snow that did, Daenerys. So, like, know he's gonna die. Yeah, they're definitely gonna find something Daenerys needs, and the only person who's gonna be able to get it's like Jorah, and Jorah sacrifices himself so Daenerys can become queen or something like that. Uh, Jorah or Tormund? Jorah or Tormund are at the top of my list. Tormund's the guy, the gin, the big gin yeah, guy. I know who that is. I would cry if Tormund died. Okay. I love Tormund. We, <laughs> we haven't had enough of him. He was in he's one scene in the season premiere, and then uh-huh. he's finally back, and that would just piss me off so much if he died. He's been he's been thrown to the wayside a lot. So yeah, they're going to the wall to grab a White Walker. Um, I, Cersei's gonna pl- gonna play the Long Kong into something that leads to her downfall. I feel it. There's something talking about like that weird scientist guy that she always talks to, Kyburn. Yeah. That they're gonna bring the White Walker to Cersei or something, and then Cersei's gonna try to make her own army of White Walkers because she's struggling to find an army right now. That is true because the dragon just wiped out like eighty uh-huh. percent of the Lannister army. And and Jamie doesn't like the idea of using this weird company that she keeps talking about. They said there was one thing like that. And then, uh, but other than that, there's not much to it. John, uh, is definitely going to ride a dragon at some point after the scene this year. If this, this, uh, after the scene yesterday, where he's like dragon, he's definitely going to hop on a dragon at one point. That's exactly how it happened with Daenerys too. mm Mm-hmm. He, because we know at this point that he's Lyanna and Rhaegar's son. They had that total throwaway line in the Citadel where they said Rhaegar got an annulment and married in a secret wedding in Dorne. Yeah, they just secret, went right over that. And that secret wedding is definitely to Lyanna, which makes uh, Jon Snow the, the legitimate claim to the throne over Daenerys. So this is... I know we have another, our our buddy our brother podcast bold predictions. I'm gonna jump on a bold prediction train right here. Mm. I think Daenerys is gonna die, not by the end of the season, but I think something's gonna lead to Daenerys's downfall where she gets a little mad kingy, and she's gonna and John's gonna have to take matters into his own hands to protect the realm as we call it. Because I don't know, man, but I just. Like, I think Daenerys is going out. I know everybody wants to be like the team Daenerys and make sure Daenerys lives. And I think that's why they're propping her up is because I think she's going to be a huge, huge end of next season death where John's going to have to kill her in order to actually do stuff. But I think they're going to get there's going to be some type of John's not bending the knee. I think they're going to be definitely into some type of marriage before then. Yeah, I definitely think, um, you know, something's definitely going to happen. It's everything's just leading up to it. It's just like you can't have all this tension. Yeah. Down to the last two Fs. I loved uh, Cersei knowing that Jamie and uh, Tyrion were meeting. Yeah, that I was love, badass. I, I love her long con and saying we have to defeat our enemies like father would defeat our enemies. 
it's so cool. She's definitely gonna. There's definitely gonna be a pause in this war. I don't know what this this next episode is gonna be. A big White Walker battle. I don't know what the. I'm truly confused as to what this last episode of the season is gonna have because they seem to be doing a lot early. Unless they're just. Unless this is just all a big masking for what the last episode is really gonna be. Yeah, everything's but, moving super quick, and I mean, like, mm-hmm. what do you think is gonna happen with their new baby? What baby? Oh, the like the little blonde baby. No, like, um, I don't know if you caught that, but Cersei said she was pregnant. Oh yeah, she was pregnant. Um, ooh, I don't know. I don't think anything will come of it. To be honest, I bet you know what I'd. The show's ending so fast, and everything's gonna happen so fast that she can't possibly have her baby by the end of it. The baby's, someone's gonna kill the baby, or she's gonna miscarry. You think so? I. That's another prediction I'm gonna make. Is she's gonna miscarry? Isn't that one of the um, prophecies? Well, the prophecy says she. Two two of them have happened, and the third one is her getting strangled by one of her by her little brother, right? Yeah, which is technically Jamie, or which she thinks is going to be Tyrion, but it's probably going to end up being Jamie that's going to kill her. Yeah, because I saw that hug right at right at the uh-huh. end of their scene. And, Jamie was like, "Oh, this sucks." And so the prophecy never says anything about a third kid being born. And so I think this—I uh, don't even think this kid sees the light of day. Either Jamie has to choke her out before the kid gets born, or she miscarries and like loses her mind, and then Jamie has to take her out. Then I ultimately think Jamie's killing Cersei, but I don't think this kid's getting born. Hmm. All right, That's, yeah, I guess we'll have to see. It's going to be There's uh, one other thing. Then wild... there's, this, there's one other thing. Uh, then the scroll with Arya. Yeah, what was that? I had no idea what was going on. It was, they, of course, some Th- Thrones guys already deciphered it. It was the note that uh, 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 Sansa sent to Rob when she was married to Joffrey, telling Rob to come to King's Landing and bend the knee, or Joffrey won't kill her, which she was basically forced to write by Cersei. And there's the only copy of that. And I think Lee, I think Littlefinger or Arya is just gonna call, uh, or no, Littlefinger definitely wanted Arya to see it. That was like an awesome, one of my favorite scenes, like in the entire show too. Yeah, that was sweet. It's like Littlefinger popping out of the shadows. Like Arya thinks she knows, like she's the one behind the corner. But of course, Littlefinger is one step ahead of her. I think she's gonna see that, and Arya's gonna lose faith in Sansa or something like that. But either way, two huge eps, and those are those are a couple of my predictions. I, yeah, I think well, next week, big character is gonna die. You're gonna see Littlefinger starting to starting to try to dismantle the Starks. You're gonna see the tension between Sansa and Arya start heating up, and then. Uh, and then a little bit of, of Cersei stuff as she's trying to, like, maneuver this piece for the time being. But I think a lot of the next episode is going to be that East Watch episode. And then we got, uh, who do we have at the top of that? Jorah or Tormund at the top of my death list. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go up there, too. You, you yourself? You're just going to put yourself up there? Yeah. <laughs> so we have I'm going to die because the next Tormund, two weeks are going to be so intense. Chell and Buddy at the top of my death list. Awesome. Well, uh, that's our show. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, We'll try and get up next week. I'm sure we will. I don't see why we wouldn't. 
Yeah, um, we definitely will be back next week. We'll yeah. be more consistent with these week to week. And uh, we'll see you then. Good F. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, Ryan. You take care, and we'll, we'll be in touch, bro. All right, we'll be in touch. See you guys. All right, stay woke. No, stay woke.